throughout history, there have been countless times when people have said that the end of the world would happen. In 1910, people thought that Halley's Comet was going to crash into the earth, resulting in some apocalyptic explosion, bringing about the end of civilization as we know it. In 1998, there was a group of people who thought that Jesus would come again, appearing in Texas, and take his followers to heaven on spaceships disguised as clouds. That was an actual thing. Who remembers Y2K? I was in sixth grade in 2000, probably dating myself there, but everyone thought that the beginning of the new millennium was going to cause computer systems around the world to stop functioning, triggering some kind of apocalyptic chaos that would bring about the end of the world. In 2011, an American Christian televangelist predicted that the rapture would happen and only 3% of the world's population would survive. When that didn't happen, this particular televangelist said that the rapture was an invisible judgment day. Does anyone remember when people thought that the Mayan calendar ending was supposed to be a sign that the world would end? That happened in 2012. There have even been predictions that use the placement and the geometry of the uh, pyramids in Egypt to come up with a mathematical equation predicting the end of the world. Despite these various predictions, all of us are still here. The world has not ended, and Jesus has not yet returned. And while many of these predictions have seemed like comical storylines or ideations of crazy people, they do drive home the, the message of today's readings. At some point in history, on a day and at a time when we least expect it, Jesus will return. It's a message that reminds us that we should be well prepared for that day and always ready to meet Jesus at all times, whether that happens at the end of our lives or at the end of the world. It's an encouragement for us to go deeper with the Lord into our hearts. And today on this first Sunday of Advent and on the first day of the new liturgical year, we begin sort of a pilgrimage through the events of salvation history. Advent means coming. It's a time when we're invited to reflect on the first coming of Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem on that initial Christmas morning. It's also a call to meditate more deeply on his daily coming into our lives through the sacraments of the church, through our reading of scripture, and through the worship of the Christian community. And finally, it's an invitation to remember that Jesus will eventually come again at the end of the world to reward the just and to punish the wicked. All three of these comings of Christ have the same purpose to reestablish and deepen our relationship with God. They're meant to cause us to reflect more intently on our lives and how we are living as Christian disciples. In a particular way, in these four weeks leading up to the celebration of Christmas, it's an invitation to pause and examine how we are preparing our hearts for the coming of Jesus. 
The gospel that we've just heard makes that necessity of spiritual preparation pretty clear. This passage is part of a longer conversation that Jesus has been having with his apostles about his second coming. And up until this point in the dialogue, Jesus has been explaining the age of the church, that period of history between his resurrection and his second coming, and what that age will look like. He has explained to his apostles that the age of the church will be marked by both incredible growth in the number of Christian believers, but also by painful persecution. He's described how Jerusalem, the epicenter of the old covenant, will be destroyed, making a definitive way for the new covenant. He's told them that the world itself will eventually be destroyed to make way for the new heavens and the new earth. That's a message that we've been hearing over the last few weeks now. And then by referring to the example of Noah, Jesus explains that although these things will definitely happen, the apostles, and by extension all of us, can't know when. Jesus says, you do not know on which day your Lord will come. The Lord wants us to remember that our time is limited. Our lives and history itself will come to an end. He wants us to recognize that reality because he wants us to use our limited time wisely, living as true Christians. This message is so important to Jesus that he will dedicate four separate parables to it before he finishes this conversation with his apostles, making sure that they and we don't miss the point. Jesus knew how easily even the most faithful disciple can fall into the trap of thinking that this earthly life is the goal and not merely the path toward our ultimate end, eternal life with him. That's why he challenges the apostles in the gospel. That's why St. Paul in our second reading challenges the Christian community in Rome. As Christians, we must always strive to turn away from sin, to remember the commands of the Lord, and to follow his teachings and the teachings of the church, and to focus on our relationship with Christ. If we don't live that way, if we get so caught up in the ways of the world and think that this earthly life is all there is, the consequences of that are eternal. And we risk spending eternity separated from God. So we have to be watchful. We must be prepared for Jesus to come at any moment. But we shouldn't let that reality instill in us a sense of fear or anxiety. The preface for our Mass today, the prayer that comes before the Sanctus, the Holy Holy, at the beginning of our Eucharistic prayer, reminds us that we are people of hope. That prayer will recall how Jesus took on our human flesh in his first coming in order to 
to open the way for us to enjoy eternal salvation. And when Jesus comes again in glory, we who watch for that day may inherit the great promise in which now we dare to hope. During this Advent season, there are several ways that we can foster that sense of preparedness and to maintain that sense of hope. As a penitential season, I encourage each of us to consider one or two ways that we can offer something in sacrifice for the Lord. That's not just reserved for the season of Lent. Or maybe we can add some time of prayer, maybe five or ten minutes into our daily routines so that we can foster a deepening in our relationship with the Lord. Make a good confession before Christmas. Maybe join us for one of our Advent reconciliation services that we'll be offering. Dedicate an hour or two a week in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Come to a daily Mass once a week. Offer a daily rosary, especially reflecting on the joyful mysteries. Encourage each of us to do something to help us make this season more reflective and fruitful. I myself am going to be making sure that I get my, my daily holy hour in so that I can remain focused on the Lord. But as we begin this new liturgical year in this new season of Advent, may each of us hold on to the hope that's offered to us by Jesus as we watch and wait for his coming. May it help us to recognize our need for deeper conversion of heart a recognition that leads us to invite the Lord ever more deeply into our lives. Let this first day of the year mark a new beginning for us, a first step on that path toward eternal life with the Father.